Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. And I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, people who have lost children and family members need a lot of support. And we've got a wonderful guest on today who's given a huge amount of support to people and has a, a, a difficult story that I think people are going to identify with. So can you introduce her, Heidi? Sure, Mom. We're talking today about caring for yourself and your family after a death. And our guest is Val Valerie Samuels. Valerie is the mother of five surviving children. She lost her twin daughter, Gina, nine days after her birth. As a support to children who have experienced the death of a twin, she has written the book, Always My Twin. Welcome to the show, Valerie. Hi, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Valerie, it's so great to have you on today. And uh, Heidi and I wanted to talk to you about, um, about your daughter who passed away. She passed away after nine days. Did you know you were gonna have twins? Yes, I did. Um, I knew probably, um, Oh gosh, in maybe the first semester. And um, I also knew that she might be born with some, some challenges. Um, what I did not know was that this, you know, what the severity of the challenges were. So we were really unprepared that she might not live. And, um, and that's what happened. Um, she, she, did, she did not survive. So she lived for nine days. Yes, yes, they, uh, they were born full term. She was born full term. Um, she was intubated at birth. Um, and uh, needed to remain on life support. So uh, we just made a decision, you know, after about nine days when we recognized things were not changing and actually they were starting to get worse. Um, we made a decision to put her fully in God's hands and, mm -hmm. and, and have her removed. And she lived for 40 minutes after we had her um, removed. Wow. Yeah, she could not breathe on her own. Yeah. And it was two twin girls that you had? Yes. Uh huh. Yep. Her name was Gina, my daughter who passed away. Her surviving sister is Julia, and Julia's a college freshman now. Wow. Oh, so worried about Julia surviving as well, or just Gina? It was just Gina. Yes. Uh, we we knew that Julia's health was fine, but they did watch her after she was born because they were surprised by the diagnosis. We didn't have a formal diagnosis till they were born, till she was born. So they watched her for a couple of days in the NICU, and um, but she, she's fine. Well, you know, I was thinking it must have been really difficult to, uh, I'm sure you were prepared for two babies to come home, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. And even with uh, Gina, knowing that perhaps she might have some challenges, I was prepared to, you know, we were going to do whatever it, would, it takes. I was already a stay-at-home mom, so I was prepared to stay home with her, you know, and care for her. Um, but yeah, her passing was definitely a, a shock and, um, and a surprise. Uh, we had no idea that that the severity of her condition was as it was. So yeah, it was a um, very, very difficult time. I think one of the things I remember the most is um, taking back one of the car seats. And um, that, that was hard. We, we had the house for a long time before we just you know, recognized we had to take it back. So um, yeah, a lot of, lot of tough memories. What did people say? Um, yeah, I, th I think it was also a, a shock for many of them. Uh, many did not know what to say. I mean, I, I didn't even know what to expect. Um, so some of the comments that we received or I received 
Um, sometimes we're not very helpful. Uh, I had comments like, well, at least you have the other one, you know, thinking that was very comforting. And, um, and at that time, it really wasn't. Uh, we always hear so often, well, at least you've got sisters, right, Heidi? Well, that's yeah. exactly what I was thinking when Valerie said that. One of the comments that I get, Valerie, you'll be able to identify mm -hmm. with this. When people find out I had a brother die, they say, do you have any other brothers and sisters? And I say, yeah, I have two sisters. And they said, oh, good. You right. Know, like, <laughs> like they replaced my brother or something. So it's, exactly. you know, and, and twins is a special thing. You know, it's a very unique situation. Yes, um, yes, absolutely. And um, I also think that when people make statements like that, I did come to learn a little bit later that, you know, understanding what they meant, um, even though I would, in turn, in time, have to um, make a few corrections, like let them know what would be the right thing to say. But um, it, it really comforts the other person more to say something like that than it does for the bereaved person. Mm -hmm. You know, it kind of makes them feel good or makes them feel like, okay, you know, this is, I can handle saying that. And if they haven't been in your shoes or any of our shoes, they really ha have no idea of how, you know, how horrific these losses are. Well, and I'm thinking it must be bittersweet and really a little bit complicated. You've mm -hmm. got a daughter that lived, the right. twin, and now you celebrate her birthday, et cetera, and the other daughter is not there. Right. So that's... It, it is very complicated. And it's been like that for the last 18 years. Um, the, the severity of the grief has softened, but it's, it, it is a very difficult day waking up you know, even if it was a single loss, you know, but knowing that that child isn't there on their birthday. Um, one thing that I find complicated is the fact that I still have to celebrate that birthday because of my surviving yeah. daughter. So I have to make sure, you know, she, you know, celebrating her life. I'm truly happy for her and do all those emotions, but you do, you do feel schizophrenic, feel like I have to, I have this whole other side that hasn't gone anywhere. You know, I will always miss her sister and knowing that there should be, you know, two, two children, two girls here. And that's just, just the way it is. You know, so I, in I your book, Always My Twin, what is it that you wanted people to know that have lost a twin? Well, uh, um, to open the dialogue, and that's what a lot of parents, the feedback has been, that it helps to open a dialogue in a family about that twin that's not there or that child that's not there. Um, because a lot of parents don't know how to start the, the um, conversation, especially if the child was, um, had passed away at a very early age or even prenatally. You know, do I tell my, you know, do I tell my uh, other children about this child? Do I tell my twin about he, that he or she had a twin? And they struggle with that. So this has been one of the books that I looked for when my daughter passed away. There was nothing like that out here. And um, that's what propelled me to write it was to help other families start that dialogue about, first of all, you know, we're not gonna pretend that your child didn't exist. You know, um, he or she were here. And this is how our family remembers this child with different- I, I wanna ask you a question. What if I had, a you know, my child had a twin and now they're older and I'm hearing you and I'm realizing that I should have told, told the twin that they had a twin. Mm -hmm. And how would you, how do you approach telling uh, children or, or other people that they had a twin? That's got to be really difficult. It, 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 it is. And, um, and I still hear from parents who 
struggle with that. You know, the child is maybe, you know, grade school and they haven't told. I think today, because we're talking a lot more about these things, I see a lot more parents telling their children early. And, um, but I did do a little research after my daughter passed to find out, you know, how is that handled? And I, what I found out was that um, twins who were not told about their twin early on, and they grew up to be adults or even, you know, teenagers, they were very upset about yeah. not doing And well, um, Valerie, because I keynoted a couple of years ago at a Twinless Twins conference, and I learned a lot about twins, the stuff that you already know, because you've had twins. Um, and there was a person, a woman there, that's parents did not tell her. And mm -hmm. when she was an adult, she found a birth certificate, yeah. which was her twins. Mm. And she was really angry. Angry, yes. She said, Heidi, my entire life, I felt like a part of me was missing. Yes. Now right. I see why. I could never understand what was going on. Something was missing. That's and right. That kind of gave her the full picture. And she resented the fact that her parents didn't tell her. Right. And sometimes parents don't because they think they're protecting that child. They think, because it's so painful that you want to spare your child that or spare that twin. You can't. I mean, it's it's painful. I rather that you heal through the years, you know, and come to to know the truth and and work through healing, you know, throughout your life and acknowledging that 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 twin, versus no one saying anything to you. And and many twins speak of feeling a void or feeling that they know that there was somebody else that there was a twin. They were together in utero for your babies for nine months. They were together. Absolutely. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. And I will say this, uh, my, my surviving twin, Julia, um, she, she has grown up with, you know, everything I've done, you know, um, for parents and support for families. She's been right alongside with me. Wow. She, she's not very vocal, like with her own words about how she feels. So I've given her room for that. You know, I never wanted to project all of my, you know, grief and things on her and let her grieve the way, you know, she, she chose to. But I, I, I do find that when she went away to college this year, she's been wearing her, I, I gave her a necklace that has the word twin in Moss code. Uh -huh. And she's been wearing that necklace all year since she's been away. And I think that's her way of quietly acknowledging, you yeah. know, her and, and that's fine. You know? How old was she when you wrote the book? Uh, Julia was about four. The little girl in the book is modeled after Julia. And um, yeah, so she's grown up knowing the book. All of my children actually have grown up reading the book because it involves a whole family. Right. Know, and that is her. So, um, yeah. Right, it's, it's a sibling loss. Yes, absolutely. Yep. And, and that's why I tell some parents too that, you know, they can read this book or the experience, you know, can also be used for loss of a child that's not a twin um, because we're doing the same things you know we're, we're honoring that baby at birthdays or Christmas what do you do during the holidays you know what do you do with milestones and, um, and, and yeah. what do you do give us a couple of things that you do Valerie well um, things that I've done we've done consistently is um, at birthdays we used to do maybe two cakes but now when Julia got older I let her direct how she wanted it handled so um, it would either be a cake with both of their names. Sometimes she wanted cupcakes for both. So she was always involved. And now that she's older, um, we do a cake, but sometimes we'll pick out maybe a little cupcake in memory of Gina, but her presence and her acknowledgement is always there. Candles for her as well. You know, we put the whatever milestones. I try to get the same number. When she turned 18 and 16, we had balloons at her um, gravesite. 
So that's something that we do. Christmas time, we always hang a stocking with um, Gina's name on it, as I'm sure lots of families do um, for their losses. And um, also ornaments that we, we keep over the years, uh, special occasions. And this year was a little bit, again, another milestone. My daughter graduating high school and, and, um, and going to college was a little challenging for me because it was, again, it was a big milestone in my mind I know yeah there, there should have been two girls crossing that stage and um so it was, it was again a little it was a little tough and um but I think talking about her acknowledging yes that's how I feel instead of stuffing it down um is very helpful is very very healthy uh well I love what you've done and, and tell people how they can get your book and also I knew, know you do some uh things online and mm -hmm. let people know how they can connect up with you yeah it's called always my twin it's available on amazon.com it's also available at the publisher's site which is trafford.com and um some of the groups that I'm involved with online um, a big one especially if you've lost a twin is called parents of twinless twins um, if you are a twinless twin adult or, you know, even a, a, a young person, there's a group called Twinless Twins Incorporated, um, which is also very dynamic support groups for these unique losses. Um, I also affiliate with a group that um, is called Compassionate Friends, and they're, lo they're located internationally, and I attend the Charlotte North Carolina group and um, just try to advocate and share my experiences, especially, you know, being on this road for 18 years with, you know, newly bereaved parents, whether they've lost a twin or an older child or any age, you know, we, we there's a lot of common ground, mm -hmm. you know, in our losses, whether we've lost the multiple or not. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. And thank you so much for what you've done for the world. You're just a, a light in the world and thank it's fabulous. You. Thank you so much. Thank you, Valerie, and thank you for giving hope to those families that need it. Thank you. You're very welcome. And thanks, everybody, for joining us today. And Heidi and I always want to remind you that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own, and God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation, where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own. <laughs>